Wanderers in the Fourth Dimension and welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. My name's Emma, he's Mike and oh my god it feels so good to say this, it's the season 10 hype show. Thank fuck for that. Our long yearly, our long year long nightmare is finally over as yeah. we have finally have fresh out the kitchen Doctor Who to watch finally. Huzzah. <laughs> oh man it's been a long year. Mm-hmm. Yep it's definitely been a long year especially when you've got to try and like do a podcast in the meantime it's like <laughs> shit. Now what do we talk Look, about? Don't let them see behind the curtain, Mike. It's all been fine. It's all been fine. <laughs> just, just according to Keikaku, translators know Keikaku means plan in Japanese. Mm. <laughs> so, Why um, Confucius, he say, just make it up as you go along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as usual, uh, DoctorWhoTV.co.uk has done their, um, what we know so far. I mean, uh, this... Whilst the information is uh, current as of the 31st of March, but there's been a few things coming out in the past few days. So basically what this show is, everything pretty much we know so far as of the 6th of April 2017. Obviously, in case you listen to this in the future, which you might want to if you don't want to avoid, uh, if you want to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I mean, uh, what we did last year is if you didn't check out our season nine hype show was um, we... We have a general policy of if the BBC have revealed said information, mm-hmm. we no longer regard it as a spoiler. Yeah. Um, so, But I appreciate that people have a, a myriad varying views on what is and what is not a spoiler. So for the sake of your own sanity, if you're a person who's trying to go in as fresh and clean as you possibly can, don't want to know anything or you fear that we might... Something we don't think is a spoiler anymore. The BBC have said is the spoiler you think is. Please feel free to turn this off right now. Come back and see us some other time. We won't mm-hmm. be upset, honestly. That's fine. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start with episode one, The Pilot, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Lawrence Goff. Uh, the opening episode of series 10 marks the introduction of new companion Bill, played by Pearl Mackey. Matt Lucas will also once again reprise his role as Nardole. Stephanie Heim will guest as Bill's friend Heather, uh, features Killer Puddles and Daleks. Get the Daleks out of the way early, obviously. Yeah. And it's nice that there's an actor with a proper name in this. Yeah. We're probably, actually, funny thing is, we're probably related most uh, distantly um, because <laughs> of my, my maiden name is fairly unusual. There's there's only a handful of us and most of us are kind of distantly related. So six degrees of separation. I'm kind of in Doctor Who this year. Please don't come and touch me all at once. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, the BBC has put out a synopsis um, mm. and it's sort of kind of like standard fare. Uh, two worlds collide when the Doctor meets Bill. A chance encounter with a girl with a star in her eye leads to a terrifying chase across time and space. Bill's mind is open to a universe that is bigger and more exciting than you could possibly have imagined. But who is the Doctor and what is his secret mission with Nardole on Earth? So it's kind of like your standard uh, season opener. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, because there's been sort of spoiler-free reviews out because the press screening was, I want to say, like, Tuesday? Something like that. It was like a couple of days or so ago. It's a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because today's Thursday. So I think it was a couple of days ago. So, of course, these things are sort of starting to dribble out now. Mm -hmm. Um, More on that later. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of... I don't want to say bog standard, but it's what we've now come to sort of expect from a series opener. It's yeah. probably going to be quite broad. You know, we've got the Daleks in it. Um, I probably, I think that sort of going, making the decision to call it the pilot is probably has the a- double meaning somewhere. Yeah. 
Because a few of these um, episodes have had like earlier titles. So this was originally called A Star in Her Eye. Mm. Um, Possible which, copyright infringement, possibly. Yeah, maybe. But I, I don't know. The pilot seemed just so, so generic because it kind of just like makes it sound like it's a brand new, like, I mean, like brand new, 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 new show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like literally just fresh out the gates. Like, so we just dream this up in a board meeting. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I don't really put much stock in like titles, but it's it's helpful to have something that's kind of catchy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's not very like, you know, like yeah, punchy, is it, the pilot? No. But I mean, you know, I think it's probably got a bit of a double meaning. A couple of the spoiler-free reviews I've read mm. sort of seems to imply that if you're going to try and jump on with Doctor Who at this point, you probably couldn't, you, you know, this is probably a good place to do it. So mm. then it has that kind of, that double-edged sword to it, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's a little bit generic and, you know, maybe doesn't inspire the level of excitement you want out of a first episode in terms of mm-hmm. a title. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll we'll see in a few days, uh, you know, we hope. So, um, yeah. reserving judgment until then, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, moving on to episode two, Smile, written by Frank Cottrell Boyce, directed by Lawrence Goff again. Uh, the second episode from the In the Forest of the Night writer Frank Cottrell Boyce was part, part filmed overseas in Spain, which will be serving as a futuristic city in the story. Uh, features kill robots that have emoji faces. They like to give hugs, then reduce their victims to skeletons. Yeah, um, The Forest of the Night doesn't inspire confidence. No. Um, um, you know, refer to our episode on that where we just sort of, you know, were in a fetal position screaming because... <laughs> Yeah. Um, probably one of my least favourite episodes of The Return, mm-hmm. um, The Forest of the Night. So, um, well, we'll see. Um, but and also, because um, in the trailer that we've seen, we see the emoji bots. Yeah. It's all quite funny looking. But obviously, this whole idea of kind of kill with kindness sort of robots yeah. does... You know, we may have seen this a bit before. Yeah, we, we kind of have because I mean, we had yeah. um, the handbots from uh, yeah. Girl Who Waited, and and technically the um, the Tesselector. The Tesselector, yes. Yeah, it's it's little uh, sort of antibodies there. Um, one thing I did notice in the trailers when it, the emoji bot gives the thumbs up in its eyes, mm-hmm. that looks very much like the thumbs up that Gus gave in um, uh, Mummy on the Orange Express. So I don't know. That might uh, I don't know whether there's some might be some sort of tie in with that. Maybe we'll have Gus yeah. back. Um, I mean, nothing's really been confirmed. So you know, um, like I say, in the forest of the night, not um, good <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to say. I mean, who knows? Maybe you know, in the forest of the night was just sort of like. A, a stumble out of the block so maybe he's you yeah. know reserved well, so, um, again i think yeah, yeah I mean, obviously i mean i think it's probably fair to say that we're, you know we're reserving judgment on all of these until you know mm-hmm. proven otherwise yeah so yeah um there's not i mean again it's it's kind of sort of trying to gle- pick things out of, of trailers and you know we've i think we could all hold our hands up and say we've been wrong you know yeah. <laughs> before about about you know judging things from trailers so we'll mm-hmm. see yeah, I mean, the tricky thing about this is there's actually really not a hell of a lot of 
come out about this series to be honest well, you know what though i went back and listened to our series nine hype show and we had less actually and yeah, we, knew lo- and we, knew, we knew a lot less of the titles for instance mm, that's true um, like yeah so yeah. yeah well okay so episode three thin ice written by sarah doll directed by bill anderson the Doctor and Bill take a trip back to the Regency era and Sarah and Dollar's second script following Face the Raven features a serpent-like monster that lurks under the frozen Thames. So, uh, Sarah Dollard's back. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like Face the Raven very much. We do, yes. Um, also, the episode three historical is back. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Um, hands up if you thought this was going to be the Ice Warriors episode. Guilty. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so... Okay. Obviously, we'll have to like see how that turns out as usual. But it's, it sounds certainly interesting. I mean, um, I certainly don't think I don't. Know, has Doctor Who ever visited the Regency era before? Not the Regency. I mean, been no. to like. I mean, because it's nice actually. They're sort of going to not forgotten time zones, but like especially if you're British and you mm-hmm. go, you've gone through the British education system. Yeah. When it comes to history, basically, it gets looked bit, over. Yeah, it does because basically you get the Iron Age mm-hmm. uh, a bit. Yeah. Tudors, Victorians, fuck off. That's it. Yeah. No Maybe. more history for you. Bit of World War Two, and yeah. that's it. Pretty much. So you know things like the Regency don't get don't get talked about or don't get explored very much, even though it's it's a fascinating period of history in, in Britain, mm-hmm. especially um, especially if you go down sort of the madness of King George era, bit of the Regency. So yeah, yeah. Um, why not? Let's have it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, sounds all right. Okay, episode four, Knock Knock, written by Mike Bartlett and directed by Bill Anderson again. Uh, veteran actor David Suchet leads the guest cast as the landlord in Who Newcomer Mike Bartlett's debut story. Uh, Suchet has said he's not playing a time lord. Reportedly, we will find out why the floorboards squeak. There are giant wood lice in there. I, I fucking hate, hate wood lice. Yeah. Oh, thank God, me as well. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Right, because especially in our old house, we had quite a lot of them, and sometimes mm. you'd be in the loo and they would kind of drop from the ceiling. Oh, Jesus. So, fuck wood lice. Um, yeah. Mind you as well, I've got a bit of a David Suchet impediment. Right. As well. I mean, obviously we're the same age, so you mm-hmm. must have memories of Sunday night. Yeah. Sitting bored to tears through an episode of Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think he kind of is the best Poirot, though. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. but... Yeah. Oof. You know, when you're well, eight and you yeah. just, it just it goes on forever. So mm. I have a little bit of a David Suchet kind of twitch. But mm. I mean, as far as sort of venerable actors in this country. He's up there. He's up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this had an alternative title as well or something uh, else rumoured. The Haunted Hub. Haunted Hub. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Also, it doesn't seem to really give much away about sort of what time period this set is set in. Mm. Also, because it's an older gentleman actor with just called The Landlord, people sort of went, <laughs> Time Lord? <laughs> um, so, we'll yeah. see. But, I mean, you know, I, I doubt it. Yeah. He says he's not playing a Time Lord, but... Yeah, I mean, I tend to, everything that people say about I'm not doing this, I go, well, he is doing that then, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. So, I don't know, we'll see. Hmm. Uh, episode 5, Oxygen, written by Jamie Matheson, directed by Charles Palmer. Uh, a space-based story, Matheson de- described his episode as very, very scary, like, seriously so. Let's go behind the sofa and just stay there till it's over scary. It's got more shocks and tense scenes than anything I've ever written. It's also a taut thrill ride, a gag test, a pitch-black satire, and for the first time, I'm writing for Bill and Nardole. Um, so Jamie Matheson's back, hooray. Yep. Um, I wonder what he means by a gag test. Um. I mean, like, bleh, gag or what? Yeah, probably. 
no more like horror. Uh, mm. Mm. Um, I mean, we don't. Well, really scary's s- good. I'm, I mean, yeah, no, it, yeah, intriguing certainly. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see. I mean, because well, the last sort of space-paced, extremely scary inverted commas episode we were meant to have kind of didn't quite yeah. stick the landing. Yeah, sleep no more. Sleep no more. Didn't quite stick it. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't want it. You can't judge. Um, uh, a full coin episode written by written and directed by entirely different people to something that's preceded it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, Sleep No More was one of the less successful episodes of uh, last term. So, yeah. um, fingers crossed, um, it genuinely is all they're kind of building it up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, episode eight, Extremists, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Daniel Netheim. Now, um, rule one applies: Moffat lies. Yeah, because he said. Um, when it was announced in Series 10 that these will be all one-parters. This is the beginning of a three-parter. Slap bang uh, in the middle of the series. Yep. An Earth Invasion story featuring Monks as the threat. Michelle Gomez will also return as Missy. Hooray! Hooray! Because um, uh, I mean, cause she was great last hmm. series. I mean, I, I really enjoyed her, that, that, begin, that first two-parter that she was in. Um, I mean, we loved it at the time, and yeah. you know, it's still extremely, extremely enjoyable episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's hope that Missy's sort of back to where we left off. Though it's intriguing that we're having a three-part of right bang in the middle of the series. Yeah, it's very like unusual. That. Yeah, it is. So I wonder if it's because we've talked about it before on on the show that um, Doctor, when they're in these twelve and thirteen episode blocks like this, the mm-hmm. middle tends to sag a bit. So I'm wondering if they're sort of saying by making it a three-parter, yeah, rather than a two, mm-hmm. they're trying to kind of overcome that bell curve a little bit, yeah. and in you know in trying and trying to sort of prop up that sag by saying okay, so you've watched the first episode, you want to see the middle, and you want to see the end. Yeah. So you know, yeah, props them for doing something a bit different, but we'll see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing like some uh, stills from this, and there's also sort of like these sort of like red clad sort of stormtrooper sort of types yeah. as well. Yeah, Um Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, again, obviously last year we sort of screenshots of stuff like the Fisher King and we were all like, yeah. well, you know, yeah. so we'll we'll see what Missy's up to this time. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I always look forward to seeing Michelle Gomez. Yeah. Um, I think she's been a revelation of Peter Capaldi's era. Oh yeah, definitely. And it, it's nice to have this sort of ongoing protagonist antagonist relationship so you know i'm glad that she's back and i'm glad that she's going to be sort of the big it seems to be like she's going to be a big focus of this so mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, i think it's brave as well that they're you know going right in the middle of the series with this three-parter so uh, yeah, yeah. excellent okay episode seven the pyramid at the end of the world written by peter harness and directed again by daniel netheim uh, the middle section of a three-part story. Uh, filming took place in Tenerife, the location previously used to depict Skyro and Gallifrey. So I think what's going to be interesting here is whether this three-parter will be all set on Earth or yep. whether this will jump around a bit. Because well, you, you they... would hope it would jump around. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do mention that it was that Tenerife was um, used to depict Skyro and Gallifrey, but... Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that Skyro and Gallifrey are going to be present in no. this. Especially as we don't really seem to have any evidence of the Daleks popping up anywhere beyond episode one. Yeah. In fact, that they, they're hardly, you know, they're basically not in the trailers at all. They're not mm-hmm. any of the focus of this upcoming series at all. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the sort of contractual obligation hour of the Daleks being in it. Um, <laughs> 
uh, comes into it a, a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would sort of you, you would sort of tend towards if there is going to be anything, if it's Missy, it's going to be Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. But again, the sort of the state we left Gallifrey in, maybe mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, episode eight, The Lie of the Land, written by Toby Whithouse and directed by Wayne Yip. And this is, oh God, this is one of the longest paragraphs I'm ever going to read. Okay. <laughs> the finale of the three part story. And there you have That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to sort of give away your your three what's going on in your three parts, do you? Especially if you're, especially if you if, like I'm sort of theorising you're going to use it to tent pole you the middle of your series. Mm-hmm. Uh, less is more, isn't it? Really? So yeah, I mean that's fair enough. Uh, yeah. Don't blame him. Um, episode nine: The Empress of Mars, written by Mark Gatiss, directed by Wayne Yip. The Ice Warriors return in a Mars-based story, writer Mark Gatiss, following up 2013's Cold War. Promise we'll see a new type of Ice Warrior this time around. Who you've seen in the trail, really? Yeah, she's there. sort of with his well, her. There's been yeah. some speculation. It's uh, it's a lady. Um, I mean, again, it'd be interesting to see what they do. I'm presuming, obviously, we're going to have more than a ice warrior because mm-hmm. that's kind of the 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 sort of how we introduce monsters in sci-fi these days. Yeah, you start with one, mm-hmm. and you sort of establish what a badass one is, and then when next time you see them, there are many. Yes. Um, and then that obviously ups the ante because you only just got away with one. How would you deal with many? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see what they do with the Ice Warriors. Um, yeah. I think that when when we talked about um, the Cold War, um, mm-hmm. although I mean we both liked many aspects of Cold War, it wasn't um, it wasn't super great. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, but um, I think. I mean, my problem at the time with the Ice Warrior in that episode mm-hmm. was that it was entirely too Klingon-y. Yeah. My problem was really you got to see its face. That too. Yeah. That and too. I think, it, it, I, thought, I mean, we, we talked about this, I think it was on the Starbase, it was long before we started doing this podcast. Yeah. And I was just thinking, remember saying, we should have only seen the Doctor's reaction to it. Or seen movies mm. at the back of it, so you don't, so you don't get a full-on view, because when you look at its... CGI head, you think, how the hell does that fit in that helmet? Yeah, and they just sort of look like a big kind of tortoise, you know, like those big yeah. old Galapagos tortoises, you know, with a sort of big old long neck and pea head at the top, so mm-hmm. not very intimidating. Um, no. I mean, I've seen some speculation we're going to see an Ice Lord, which mm-hmm. we've only really ever speculated we've seen before. I mean, uh, where, where they've turned up in Peladon and things like that, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of not saying, well, this is an Ice Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell the, the what they call an Ice Lord because they've got a lovely sequins on their helmets yeah. and um, they have lovely sparkly bed covers. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, if they're sort of going to go down this route of maybe like 99% of the population is male and then there's like a, a kind of a queen. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So yeah. lots of lots of kind of ooh what ifs at the moment. But again, um, no no more solid information at the moment. Yeah. Uh, episode ten, the East of Light, and bloody hell, Rona Munro has returned to Doctor uh. Who. Um, it's also directed by Charles Palmer. Uh, classic series writer Rona Munro uh, returns, who previously wrote the nineteen eighty nine Seventh Doctor Adventure Survival. This episode is said to be haunting. Features Roman soldiers. If we fight like animals, Mike, we'll die like animals. Yeah. Um, well, great. I mean, because survival is actually it's pretty haunting, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I mean, it has kind of a it has kind of an odd air to watching survival now because obviously they didn't know at the time 
um, that it was going to be the the kind of the the final end of classic who mm-hmm. um on tv yeah um it, so it, obviously it, we kind of as fans imbue survival with maybe more gravitas than it it maybe was written with if you see what yeah. i mean yeah um because of of what it is but mm-hmm. survival is quite yeah like it, i mean that thing about you know in ace is talking about like um you know the kids who destroy their mate's shop and all this sort of thing yeah and yeah i mean it's it's quite a it's quite a meaty in episode in disguise survival so i mean if you can sort of bring the same oomph mm-hmm. to this and you know roman soldiers great why not um yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the title certainly sets up for it because that's that's a really cool title. Eaters that's of a very cool title. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eaters of Light is a very cool title. Yeah. And so finally, uh, we move on to episodes eleven and twelve, uh, untitled as of right now, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Rachel Talley. Hooray! And we have the Mondasian Cybermen back, the proper oh original God. tenth planet Mondasian Cybermen. Holy shit! I think Stephen Moffat really just wanted to like give Peter Capaldi a, like a parting gift. Yeah, I mean, we'll give all of us a parting gift, really. Yeah. I mean, talk about out of the blue. I mean, I've always, I mean, I don't sort of hold with these people who don't dig the modern Cybermen. Hmm. You know, I do. I like, you know, I like definitely like aspects of them, not the sort of the the kind of teleporting ridiculous one. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I certainly like the Cybermen redo. But actually, looking at the pictures of the Mondasian Cybermen, mm-hmm. oh my god, they look so cool. Yeah, they absolutely nailed it. Oh my god, yes. And they didn't like uh, even try and like sort of like modernize the design. It's still no. it's like a one to one like mirror of like the Tenth Planet. It'd Mondesians. be so easy for them to look stupid, and they don't. They just look so cool. Yeah, and they look like like proper creepy as well. Mm. They, they look just like not right. So I'm really, really please God let uh, Nicholas Briggs do the sing song voice again. I mean, I wonder if they'll do the thing where they open their mouths not in rhythm of the voice. Oh, I hope so because that's kind of like that's kind of what the Mondasian Cybermen. That's how they do, you know. Mm. That, that's kind of like one of their most iconic like parts. Of them. they just they just like open their gobs and this this strange voice comes out. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could like I could see yeah I could understand like that might seem a little bit silly but it also sort of adds to like the oh this is okay weird mm. um um but uh, it, it's times like this don't you just miss Doctor Who Confidential because wouldn't you watch a whole forty five minutes of them just mm. talking about how they recreated the look all the research they did kind mm. of the materials they used and sort of the how how they were built and things like that yeah. I, I would. I would be absolutely fascinated to see that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the good thing is, I mean, they they'd had the groundwork already from an adventure in space and time. That's true. Yeah. So that's very true. So, the, but yeah, it's yeah. um, it, it was such a surprise mm-hmm. um to see th- that they were going to go back and do those. Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder if they're going to bother saying, well, okay, these are from a separate planet than the Telosian Cybermen. Who are these? Yeah. If they're going to sort of bother to explain that, um that kind of difference between the two mm, two part you've got time to do i think so well yeah i mean you, you sort of hope that they're gonna you know they're gonna go down that yeah, road and explain why these look to, yeah. yeah you kind of wonder like what how this story is gonna go because i mean a lot of sort of people are fond of the big finish audio drama uh, spare parts 
it's great by the way i, yeah. I was gonna say it, if you've never if you've never listened to a big finish before if you go and pick up spare parts you will absolutely understand it from minute one. Even if you've got a passing idea of what side men are and mm-hmm. the bit of the fifth doctor. I mean, not even that. You can literally just take it and put it in your, you know, listen to it on your MP3 player or, you know, if you're going to be old school and put a CD on, whack your CD on. And uh, yeah, it's a brilliant piece of drama, spare parts. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether that might take a, maybe a bit of a cue from it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, because I mean, I think um, Rise of the Cybermen and the Age of Steel kind of sort of is kind of like modern Doctor Who's take on spare parts ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well I would say the whole modern probably the whole I mean, I don't think it's outrageous to really sort of say that the whole modern take on Cybermen is heavily influenced by spare parts, sort mm-hmm. of top to bottom. Yeah. Um or we should mention that Michelle Gomez will be back once again causing trouble as Missy. So right. that'll be actually that might be really interesting because Obviously, the first time we met Missy, she had the Cybermen on side, but it, it was very much implied that they were kind of like of her own making. Yeah. So maybe the Mondasian Cybermen are after her or something for like nicking their tech or something. Even though like the the Cybermen we saw in Dark Water, Death in Heaven were the more modern design, so like the mm. Series Seven onwards design, which I'm still not keen on. Yeah. But, they they still look a bit too like they look too plasticky to me, at least like the yeah, and... the, the RTD Cybermen had a bit of like m- like weight to them if you know what I mean. They looked sort of like yeah, heavy. I mean I think their faces are a bit. I mean because you can I, I I don't know it's sort of that uncanny valley thing. I think the mm-hmm. the the series seven Cybermen. I think their face is a little bit too kind of stripped back. Mm. They're a bit just too much of a blank canvas or of it. So it's sort of. I don't know. You kind of can't connect to them in the same way the kind of chunkier series. Do you know what it is? Earliest, earlier side men are. Yeah, I, th- I think they're a bit too pristine. Yeah, they're kind of too shiny. And yeah, it's like an Apple shop. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of it for series ten. But yeah, just today, the BBC made an announcement, and holy shit, did anybody <laughs> see this coming? No, sir, I did not. And, you know, to be honest, um, Stephen Moffat said, because the whole origin of this was there was some sort of, there's going to be some sort of trailer for the rest mm-hmm. of the series after the episode one, which is not unusual. Yeah. But Moff said to the audience, I think it was shown to the preview audience, wasn't right. it? Yeah. I think. And Moffat mm-hmm. said, there is a big giant spoiler in this. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to probably gonna want to have to close your eyes for it. And for some reason... Um, so, I mean, the conspiracy theories are kind of shooting up on Facebook already. Mm-hmm. They didn't nip this off the the preview. Yeah. So, today, the news broke that... John Sim is returning as the Master. Holy shit, what? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he says, um, I, I can confirm that it's true thanks to the power of time travel. I'm back. It's always a pleasure to work with this great team of people. And I can't wait for to see what the Master gets up in the next series. So, are we going to have a Johnson Michelle Gomez face off? We've got to. You can't, you can't put this in there. Yeah. And you, the thing is, though, these episodes are still untitled. One of these episodes has got to be called The Two Masters, isn't it? Surely. They, they can't, like, not. You cannot miss an open goal like this. Yeah. I mean, they've even done this in the big Finnish dramas. They've had like two masters play off. I mean, one of them's Jeffrey Beavers, and one of them's like an audio original master. Yeah. 
um, played by I think it was Alex McQueen. I think is, think so. That yeah, sounds about like, right. The, yeah, the, the, mod, the more modern in kind. This is sort of like this big Finnish master is pre Professor Yana, post Anthony Ainley master. So it's sort of in between, if you will. Yeah. So um, I'm going to assume that if it's like moving out of the time streams, then surely this maybe this is the master that was existing as Harold Saxon in that year mm-hmm. between when he becomes prime minister and what we see in the Christmas invasion. When you hear the the voice over the tank guy says, "Mr. Ha- Mr. Saxon says to fire," yeah, because that's the first first time we know about Mr. Saxon. And in 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 vision, it's a year. Mm-hmm. That he goes from th- wherever this sort of thing, you presume, like the Ministry of Defence, into being the PM. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, so that would be interesting. Yeah, because where else do um, you fit him? That's the thing. Yeah, because you just haven't got time. Because yeah. by the time the Tenth Doctor encounters him, then he's dead. Yeah. Then he gets um, resurrected. Then he gets resurrected. And there's no time in between that resurrection mm-hmm. and when he's uh, shuffled off again. Yeah. Well, although I suppose, to, because I mean, you've got sort of what happens post shuffling off, and then he presumably, well, we're just presuming he regenerates into Missy. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, that's so, true. You know, so you know, there could be an, another incarnation in there somewhere. So we could still have like the repulsor ring, uh, skeletal-ish master we had at the end of time yeah also the other theory that well chuck definitely brought it up but i can't believe a lot of people aren't thinking this mm-hmm. that it's going to be revealed that missy is some sort of fake that would be in that'd be very interesting actually you know what that, that... also i would i would hate it myself because yeah. as well all the bullshit we went through about oh yeah she's regenerated into a woman blah, 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 and all that thing and finally everyone's got used to it but then to mm-hmm. kind of react yank that rug away yeah would be a shitty move on from my from my from my perspective. Yeah, you're right there. I think it would be even worse if it turned out that she's actually the Rani. Oh fuck that. Every, <laughs> don't you feel like that comes up every year? Yeah. Every year someone sort of starts bibbing on about the Rani. Mm. And this year is no different. I'm not sort of doting that you might, but yeah, no. it's gonna be you know, if it again if it's something like that then yeah. I would I would be quite disappointed with that. That's, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. That that would be an absolute kick in the gut if it turns out that yeah. Michelle Gomez isn't actually Missy isn't the master. But at the same time, that would be interesting because then it'd be a question of well, why is she pretending to be the master? Because yeah, you know, then... you say, the 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 cliffhanger to Dark Water is you know basically revealed that she is the master, even though we had a feeling that was the case all along. Yeah. So it's then it's a case of well, okay, why is she? You know, why why was she masquerading as this time lord then? If she isn't. Well, the thing is though, it is, I mean, unfortunately, I think as well, if they went down that road, it would quite undermine mm. the, the, the Doctor. Yeah. Because he's bought this hook line and hook line and sinker, and this whole mm. idea that time lords are supposed to be able to feel another time lord. You mm. see what I mean? Yeah. Well, then again, that's never really sort of like come up that much in the new series. This, this, that was always more of a like a classic series thing. I don't think it's really sort of cropped up this much because if you remember Dark Water, he's no idea, really. Because even you think like if Time Lords have this like keen sense of registering, you know, a, a, another, another of, the, of their kind. 
Yeah. You'd think there'd be some sort of alarm bell going. I mean, it could maybe like, um, you could say, okay, maybe it's because she he's regenerated into a woman. Then maybe that's throwing him off, mm. throwing the doctor off slightly. But then, it, but um, you know, obviously, I, well, I was gonna I was gonna bring up Utopia, but then again, um, in that the masters. Um, chameleon arched into uh, effectively a human being but the doctor yeah. does say when martha brings up the the um mention of the pocket watch he says well it could be a time but which one so he's he's already like you get a sense that he's thinking oh shit yeah absolutely so i don't know i mean maybe he's, um maybe it's a case of the doctor been on the back foot because of the master's regeneration to missy that it's thrown off his sort of uh, Time Lord sensing abilities. Right but it, yeah. yeah. But then again, he's also sort of like 2,000 years old by this point. So, you know, maybe he's just slipped and... and just you know, getting on a bit. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> well, you know, he's been spent how long without the company of other Time Lords? So, you know, maybe he's just like, it's like slipped, you know? But mm. Mm, I mean, we'll probably find out. Um. I'm, what I'm the only thing I'm worried about is, yeah, we're saying John Sims back. Again, we don't really know what capacity it's in. Like no. you say, this could be sort of like his Mister Saxon years. But if you remember Sherlock, the latest series, mm. I mean, this, there's going to be a spoiler, but, but I'm probably sure that most people listening to this will have already seen Sherlock. Yes, it was very much implied that Moriarty would be back. And yes. yes, Andrew Scott did appear in the series, but that was set as a flashback. And mm. a lot of people sort of got pissed off about that. And, yes. you know, understandably so. So I'm I'm kind of nervous that... It's going to be some sort of flashback. Yeah, it's going to it's, it's gonna be some sort of, like, shenanigans going on. You know, oddly enough, I hadn't even considered that. But now you've said it, yeah, it could well be shenanigans. Or it's going to be some sort of flashback, mm-hmm. you know, showing how she regenerated into the state she's in now or something like that yeah it's possible it's Um, entirely possible but i think that kind of what's most disappointing is that this has been revealed at all um what's come out in the wash so far today from what i mean this may change but like i say this trailer which presumably is going to be up which is going to be after episode one which presumably has john sim in it Mm -hmm. um yeah that's got to be the spoiler that's got to be the spoiler, yeah. It's got, it's got to be just like a brief, yeah, brief shot yeah. of like his face or something. Yeah. So Moffat was going on about there's a big giant spoiler in it. Avoid it if you want to, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Problem is the sun, the bloody fuckboy express at the sun over there, um, decided to put it everywhere. And yeah. here's the real kicker. Mm-hmm. Apparently they put it on Twitter with the Doctor Who hashtag. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which is bullshit because if you're trying to genuinely not look at all this stuff and you're just innocently looking at a doctor who hashtag and that shit is right in your face (sighs) that is bollocks the sun you dense motherfuckers no you're evil motherfuckers because they know what this is gonna do i mean i I wish that you know i I put on twitter that i was sort of lamenting that it would be nice if we could get to one series premiere Mm -hmm. without the, the bbc having to do damage control yeah I mean, because apparently as well, they revealed that Bill is gay to head off at the pass a negative Daily Mail article. 
But do you know what I mean? Paul Mackey said it best himself. You know, it shouldn't matter this in this day and no, age. No, you know, it doesn't. Well, not that it doesn't matter. I mean, it hundred no, well, percent matters. Well, to yeah, it matters because you know, finally, the, representation. And yeah, all this sort of stuff. we've got a properly gay companion, an openly out companion. You know, yeah. yes, we've sort of like dabbled in sort of like bisexual, pansexual companions in the form of you know Captain Jack, and very heavily implied in the case of um, Clara. Like Clara, being, oh, I said, yeah, yeah, um, but you know. Our first, like, out and proud um, companion. And, I mean, Pilmack is right. Like, in this day and age, it shouldn't really be that big of a deal. Like, it shouldn't be, like, you know, breaking news. It should be, like... No. Bill's gay, you know. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, it, it, to feel like they have to say something yeah. to to to, uh, to stop a negative headline yeah. is so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish they'd sort of been able to put this out. You know, as you know, a, a, like you say, not even have to put in a press release out. Yeah, just it being in the episode and it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's it, you know, it's the British tabloid press for you know they've got onto this sort of obsession with the series failing and everyone's you know covering themselves in sackcloth and ashes at the BBC about it. Yeah. They they cannot wait to put some column inches on and for the sun to sort of go out their way to spoil fans. Yeah. Th- is the, the, really a bullshit move. It's very much like seems to me like they're trying to do this shit just so Doctor Who can fly on and they go, see? Yeah. We were Absolutely. right. Absolutely. We bastards. were right, yeah. They are bastards. So boo to the sun, boo. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, it's I can't... Boo in a general I mean, sense, anyway, never mind. Yeah, boo in a general it. sense, but, um, yeah, the, I, I, you know, I wish that, you know, you know, I do wish, in a way, I didn't know this now. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't it have been lovely to to sort of be astonished by it yeah. when it's on? But yeah. it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like... It doesn't feel as catastrophic as, you know, the first half a dozen episodes being in the world before they went out which we've had before. Yeah, it's not that bad, but it still sucks. It still sucks. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I do wonder if someone made um Moff put that trailer at the end of the preview or something like that. Because it's I mean, but the conspiracy theories that I've been seeing on Facebook mm. is this this kind of some, you know, like, oh no, don't spoil this wink wink sort of thing mm. to sort of generate some hype. The, mm. the show coming back. I mean, because obviously it's been away for a year of, you know, the Christmas special accepted. Yeah. So is this some sort of, oops, yeah. what a shame this has leaked uh-huh. sort of thing to sort of get some, like, some energy oh, oh generated. Oh, dear. We seem oh, to no. have left yeah. this this picture of John Sim at the end of, of the, the, the trailer. Oops. Please don't leak it anywhere. Yeah. Don't Do not share this at all on social yeah. media. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, you know, as conspiracy theories go, it's one of the more straight-headed ones. Because, you know, the, things like this do sort of happen. Yeah. You know, because, you know, if they don't put it out, then somebody else will. Yeah. It, it like still say, sucks. Again, but, damage yeah. control. I mean, mm-hmm. like I say, I mean, I, I, for every series that's been on and we've talked about them all uh well in in various bits and pieces Mm -hmm. you know just once could we have one where the bbc isn't you know shitting where it eats and having to you know stop messes and you know we're so close to the to the series premiere Mm -hmm. at this point 
you know, it, it, we almost made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and in fairness, we did get that one brief shining moment from Partisan Crime because the yeah, and that and that was purely because they decided to leave that rose bit out, yeah. so nobody knew about it. And to be honest, they should have really done that with a trailer. And then in that case, this, I mean, yeah, it still might have come up as a rumor, but then it would have just been a rumor. And then you get the trailer at the end of episode one and then everybody goes, oh, shit, it's real. Mm. Yeah. Sigh. Yeah. Dang. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, but I mean, gosh, um, I'm... uh, if we were going to list things I thought were going to happen this year, mm. that wasn't in there at all. No, 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 no. Not in no. my wildest dreams. No. Well, I'll say I'm going to be very intrigued, but I mean, I feel as well they're, they're going to have to sort of dance along a very sort of thin line mm. to avoid, you know, sort of avoid the disappointment event horizon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got to say, even though the news is surprising and it's pleasing. I kind of want to keep my expectations low on this one. Again, purely because of Moriarty. I have a really right. bad feeling that... It's just like a good feeling, but I have a... It, it just like... that. That's kind of like raw in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, exactly. I mean... Well, then when, again... When, when, hmm. Yeah, go on, carry on, carry on. I think, then again, I mean, I think a lot of people just assumed that Moriarty would be back. You know, there would yeah. be some, some sort of shenanigans where... Like, maybe it was a body double who shot himself in the head, you know, at the end of series two, and uh, this is the real Moriarty, or there's no, like, one true Moriarty. It's all just, like, like sort of like this sort of James Bond as a codename sort of theory sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the fact that... I mean, again, like I say, I think people sort of, like, assumed he would be back as the main villain. And, of course, mm. that didn't happen. Um but it was still disappointing that, you know, it was it was dangled in front of us and it was just like, nope, sorry, it was just a flashback. And that's kind of, I don't know, I have a feeling that uh, it's it's like Lucy Van Pelt pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. It really of, is. Do you know what I mean? But, it's, but I mean, as well, I think that's a, sort of a consequence of the internet age and mm-hmm. fandom now. You sort of get into this sort of self-hyping prophecy and... Yeah, the internet feeds into all these ideas. I mean, look at something like, for example, like Westworld that was yeah. on. People were crazy into it. It was awesome, but the problem was Reddit and the internet everywhere. Mm-hmm. They dug into all of it. They worked it all out, like all the twists and all this stuff. And then when the series delivered all those things that they thought were going to happen, everyone was disappointed because they worked it out. Yeah. Well, because you've been sitting on internet forums for hours and hours and hours, picking apart and pausing things and taking screen caps, <laughs> and you know, I mean, if if you're into that, then cool. But um, you know, if the the story then goes in a logical direction mm-hmm. where you thought it was going to go, you yeah. kind of can't be disappointed by it. Yeah, I, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I think people sort of like want the football to be pulled away from them. They want to sort of like go, okay, we've got to figure out. Oh, they swerved. You know, they sort of like knew what we. Th- thoughts was going to happen and they went no but unfortunately because we've analyzed it to within an inch of its existence it turns out we were right all along and i think i think yeah. that's kind of what it is i think people just sort of like get they work it out and then they're disappointed when it's proved right yeah absolutely and you know as well if they go down the big kind of 
slow reveal kind of key code word kind of thing again mm-hmm. in in this series. Yeah. I, I feel like we're going to probably end up in the same place in twelve weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that I mean, unfortunately, we can't. The Pandora's box of internet speculation has been opened, and we can't close it anymore. Mm. It's it's what it is, and. Yeah. Um, we have to kind of live with that because, I mean, for all the excellent things that internet fandom brings us, yeah, this this is the kind of the negative side of it, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, I think we you sort of have to kind of you're quite right in sort of saying you have to kind of not low is probably maybe not the right idea, but tempered. Yeah, certainly tempered. Yeah, absolutely tempered. Um, you know, then. Not that you can't be disappointed. I think mm. there's definitely there's probably definitely avenues for disappointment. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I think that we're gonna have to have a big kind of. It's kind of funny. I was thinking about this actually as well that we would have podcasted for the entire an entire Doctor's tenure. Hmm. We've done the whole Capaldi era. Yeah. Once this is obviously once this series is finished. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna have to have a big think about the Capaldi Doctor. Yeah. And the storylines he's been given, because there's definitely a not insignificant portion of fandom that has been quite disappointed by him. Yeah, I, I think by and large, it's probably I don't think it's like it's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. I think a lot of that blame's been directed at Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's he's juggling too many balls in the air. You know, with this and, yeah. and Sherlock and mm-hmm. a lot of these arguments. So I think that in terms of legacy, I think we're in a real I mean, obviously, individual individual cases are gonna come into it, but mm. I feel like we're in a re- as a fandom, as a collective, uh, we're in a real fifty fifty place with Capaldi at the moment. Mm. It could really go one way or the other, depending on what this series is like. Yeah, for me. I think ultimately, I think final judgment should be reserved until he's gone. Oh, absolutely! So, yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna sit here and and put that. But I think the jury is definitely out at this mm, point. Yeah. It, it, you know, I feel like the when we were in the sort of this place in David Tennant's era, yeah. there wasn't a kind of question that his legacy was going to be that of kind of unrestrained triumph. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're right. Even, you know, there was disappointments along the way. You know, I think mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk about the specials year. Yeah. Uh, soon, sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that we weren't even having these questions about David Tennant at this point. No. So, like I say, I really feel like the jury is out. We're in a real 50-50 place about Capaldi's tenure at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that the quality, you know, the success of this series is really going to be, the, you know, is going to push him on one way, to, one direction or the other. Mm. Fairly or unfairly. Yeah. I think a bit unfairly myself, but there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, we're going to watch this bloody series and yep. talk about it. That's what we're going to do. Damn right. So if you have any thoughts about what you like, you're looking forward to in Series 10, you can send them in to us at our regular email address, com, to our Twitter account at greatershowpod, and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. Whilst you're listening to us, feel free to check out some of our sister shows on the Simply Syndicated Network, such as Simply Syndicated Movie News, Atomic Trivia War 9000, Masters of None, Do Ask, Do Tell, Back Channel 66, Here Goes Nothing, Take It or Leave It, The Seventh Chevron, The Little Pot of Horrors, Queer Studies, Ray Guns and Go-Go Boots, Nerd Hurdles, Making Sense with Richard Smith, The Greatest Events of Sporting History, and For Those About to Rock, and Starbase 66, of course. 
And Simply Syndicate is in need of your support, and the best way you can help us out is by subscribing to Simply Everything. For a monthly fee of just £6, you can enjoy a library of podcasts from the archives of Simply Syndicated, as well as episodes of the exclusive to Simply Everything shows Shaken Not Stirred and the Remember Tour spin-offs Oh Boy and Trust No One. Simply Syndicated also runs a merchandise store available for both Europe and America, offering a branded apparel and accessories. Uh, night hours t-shirts are still available. Um, you can also support Simply Syndicated through a monthly page on Patreon, or you can donate to the network through paypal.me, of which links to both are on the bottom of the website. So with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And I want to just give a quick shout out mm-hmm. to everybody, any of our listeners who came and supported me on my 24-hour marathon. Yes, indeed. Um, thank you so much. That was crazy. Um, thank mm. you for your donations and retweets and Facebook stuff. Um, yeah, it was loads of fun and um, quite an experience. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, if anyone is interested, I'm gonna. I've decided that I'm gonna uh, continue streaming. Um, it nice. was definitely fun and something I want to keep doing. So um, I definitely appreciate some YouTube subs and some Twitter, Twitch follows. So check me out on YouTube and Twitch. It's my Twitter handle Dalek Elf D A L E K E L F all one word. Yeah. So come and check me out. Yeah. Awesome. We should do that. Uh, so until, you know, uh, next week or so, we'll start Series 10. Take care and bye-bye.